Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me on this special episode is uh, we've got Hannah in ISO. How are you going, Hannah? Oh, living the quarantine life, mate. <laughs> um, and we've got Mitch. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Always, you know. <laughs> Always. And uh, we have a very special guest on the show this week. Um, we've got Nathan Crazer, um, who you would know he's um, heavily involved in the Stadium Super Trucks and the new tin top racing that's just everyone's loving that had their debut up in Townsville. Nathan, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's good to see you all. It's a very, it's especially good to see Hannah because I was ha- worried about Hannah being in my day. So it's good to see she's doing it. <laughs> she's she's doing all right. She's... It's all good. <laughs> um, something I'm extremely interested in, how did this tin tops um, come about? Like, how did you bring this in it seems like out of nowhere you've brought this category that's had so much good racing that happened over up in the weekends in townsville we had more battles throughout that whole field there than we pretty much had in the main game (laughs) it was great to watch it was it it was good it was great and um how it came about was um paul morris and i were having a conversation about um there was a request to get stadium trucks up to townsville um, and we looked at how we could do that both weekends because it would work for us. Um, but just unfortunately, the cost for stadium trucks is quite large and we just didn't want to put pressure on supercars because they've been so good to us um, or us. So we were in a meeting with Paul Martin, Shane Howard and Paul threw it out. Why don't you let us run a combined category? Um, Nathan will look after it because he's got so much time. And- <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll run it for you and see what we can do. So uh, we walked out of that thinking, look, possibly. Um, and then a couple of days later, we were doing it. And from there, it just grew. Um, and it was it was really about giving people an opportunity to get back in their race car. That's what it was. It was, you know, it's such a difficult time for everyone. But we didn't want people to go and spend their money somewhere else and find something else to do that when we want them to go back to racing cars in 2021, they've moved on to something else. Mm-hmm. You know, give people an opportunity to get back in their car and it's worked amazingly. Like it's, you know, 24 cars at Townsville. We've got 33 cars this weekend at Tail and Bend. Um, and we probably could have had between five to eight more if the New South Wales border was lucky enough to open into South Australia. We had those guys just sitting there with their trailers ready to go, we're coming, but unfortunately mm. it didn't work out. Yeah, wow. And what was that what was the timeline from that initial meeting to on the ground in Townsville rolling out of garages? Uh, it was about three weeks. That's so, ridiculous. Yeah, so it all came pretty quick to whip it up. Really quick. And and yeah. I mean Hannah, you know the way I work and you know, when I grab <laughs> hold of something, I run with it pretty quick. So um, yeah, it's, it just came down to us getting it out through the media, letting people know what we wanted to do and how it was going to work. Um, and then it just all came together. So it was great. It shows how keen the competitors are to keep racing too, which is great. And yeah, it's, one there's, of- there's a passion for it. Like we all know there's a passion for it, but it, um, yeah, you gave them an opportunity. It's a bit like a dog with a bone. You give them the opportunity and they run with it and that's the way that it works. I reckon one of the coolest things that came out of one of those races on the weekend that I liked was a Mark car racing a Trans Am. 
That was so sweet to watch. And they were just, I can't believe how almost evenly battled they were. It was really cool to watch. Like, I didn't think we'd see that anytime soon. <laughs> and you look at that young kid, Nathan Hearn, who's now going to do Bathurst. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, hey? How good that is. And, that, and he says in himself to be able to get back in the car and see that he could do it and where they were going with it. And he did so well in that TA2 Trans Am. It just opened the door and away he went. So it was great. Well, speaking of Bathurst. Speaking of Bathurst. Hey, which is a Yeah, I learned from the best. <laughs> yeah, look, it's so we're, we're going to run Bathurst. Um, so we're, uh, that's, there you go. You've got a little scoop there. So Breaking um, exclusive. We will, uh, we will hit that, uh, hit the go button on that uh, and start to get entries. We've already got a lot of EOIs. Um, you know, I think by the end of tomorrow, we'll probably be at, you know, high 50s to early 60s of people that want to do it. Um, that's, a, that's a crazy group. Work <laughs> Australia over the next 10 days to work out because we've got to be very, I suppose, um, understanding of, you know, the likes of Porsche Carrera Cup. They've got their commercial agreements that they need to make sure that they're fulfilling. You've got mm-hmm. potentially GT that have got, you know, um, commercial agreements they need to fulfill. And then there's TA2 and Trans Am that are potentially going to do their international race. Um, so, you know, we need to work all together to just bring something together that I think we can end up with, you know, mid-30s to, to high-40s cars on the track, which would be really, really exciting and a really good spectacle. I That's think it'll be really good. Is the Aussie Tin Tops just a 2020 thing or is this something you want to continue on next year? Yeah, look. <laughs> You look, you look so excited to answer this question, though. Because <laughs> it's something that gets asked every day. Um, and look, I, I think it's I think it's got legs that you could maybe do it four or five times to mm-hmm. fill the gaps for events that you know we can't always have ten or twelve rounds for every category because it's just not cost effective to do that. So mm-hmm. to be able to have something like Aussie Tin Tops that could run four or five events um, that fills the gaps for the guys that don't get as many rounds or that don't feel as though they're at a level that they can be in that class, then, yeah, we we might do it. We'll uh, we'll work with supercars and what that looks like. I mean, the main focus for me next year is to get stadium trucks back. That's, that's yep. what we want. That's what the public mm. want. That's, um, we all know they're a, a favourite. So if we can get that up and running and and work with that and then have something with tin tops that might work as well, then for sure we'll, we'll have a look at it and see what works. So what is the state of play for SSTs at the moment? Are those guys, is this onshore, offshore? Where's everyone at? Um, so all of the trucks are still here in Australia uh, that we keep here. Um, mm-hmm. Now they're um, locked up in containers and as much as it pains me to not get them out, there's no point. Um, we will, we've got an agreement with supercars to run seven events next year, um, of which Darwin Darwin is one, uh, we'll do Perth, we'll do Tasmania, um, we'll do Townsville, we'll do Sydney Motorsport Park and we'll do Gold Coast. Um, we do have an opening for that eighth round, um, where that ends up, we're not sure, 
um, whether we do something with Sam at Tail and Bend is still a possibility. Um, whether we go back to Superloop 500 is an opportunity too. So, um, but yeah, we we all we need to do is flick the switch, Hannah, and away we go. It's um it's off and running. Well, look, if, if you need anyone to crack open the containers and just turn them over, I've got a couple of volunteers right here who I think are <laughs> pretty <laughs> keen to get involved. No dramas <laughs> at all. <laughs> Once we get back up and running, I don't see any reason why we can't set something up at Norwell and uh, get you out there with Paul Morris and put you in one of these things because they're. I got to warn you, Mitch is located on the Gold Coast. <laughs> yeah, hold you yeah. Down. yeah. Okay. I am Ben Sir. I'm going to be at Norwell in 10 minutes, man. <laughs> I know. Gonna... One. I, actually, I promise you we will put you in one. There you go. No dramas. When we're back. Running, we'll get you in. Wait, it's on record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Recording, like, I've seen that. <laughs> and to be fair, like while we're talking about SST, I mean, you and I are probably a bit more familiar with the story, I guess, in, in how they landed here to start with. But do you reckon you can maybe give us a bit more sort of information as to how that category came about? Yeah, sure. So it was, oh, look, I'd only been at Adelaide 500 or Clips or 500 then, probably eight months. Um, and then who worked for me and one of my good mates, Craig Dontis, we were having a conversation one day. Um, he had a video of these stadium trucks that were racing at Long Beach in America. Um, Robbie Gordon, who I knew of because of where he sits in motorsport. Um, so I was due to go on a family holiday in uh, March 2013, so just after the Adelaide event. Um, and so I decided to go two weeks early. Craig came with me. Um, we went and met with Robbie Gordon at Long Beach Grand Prix, um, and that's where it all started. And we we started to work with him to work out a plan, how to get them to Australia, how we could have them at Adelaide and just do a only event and then look at the way we could grow it. Um, and then it hit Adelaide with a storm, as Hannah knows, being there. Um, it was incredible. Like, you, you just couldn't have expected something to hit so well. Um, and from there, we've just continued on. Robbie and I have, um, we've become really good mates. We're business partners. We we do a lot of other stuff together too. Um, SST for him is a marketing tool. Um, it's something that we can use here in Australia as well to help promote what he does over in America with his um, side-by-side UTV buggies that he builds. Um, mm. So, yeah, they've got a longevity. There's something that will continue to be exciting because kids love them. And one of the things we all need yeah, to do. Yeah, kids. Just the kids. Yeah. No, I don't run up it, to the ramps or anything. It's not grown <laughs> men hanging off the fence at all. Nope. No, that's <laughs> and, and there's a funny thing with that when you talk about people on fence, Robbie calls them belly waffles because they're <laughs> hard that once they walk away, they've got imprints. It looks like waffles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been so hard. So. That's brilliant. Every, every supercar event I go to that you guys are at, nothing gets people to the side of the track like that. Yeah. Not even the supercars <laughs> like, gets uh, that amount of people that quickly to those fences. I think it was the Gold Coast was where I really appreciated how far they actually were jumping. 
Yeah. yeah. TV just because I think it was the closest, the closest I got to the track. Yeah. Like at Adelaide, I always sit turn one chicane grandstand. So I'm quite far away from the track. There's no jump there. Hidden Valley, you're quite far off the track. But at the Gold Coast, you're right up against the fence. You're right in front of the track, the jumps, and you just see how far they go. And it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, they are. They're incredible. They really are. They're, they're a unique piece of machinery. Um, mm. we, we, it's, you know, it's common knowledge. We had some troubles. You know, we needed to work on some things that uh, would make cams happy. Um, and one of those things was the ramps. Um, but what we did with the ramps was we lowered them. But what it did was it allowed us to jump further. So this <laughs> upward momentum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You use more of that speed to go forward. As exciting, like it doesn't matter which way you look at it. When they're in the air, that's mm. what see. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's been a fair few years now as well. And in spite of the troubles I guess they've had, and like you said, well documented with Cam's Motorsport Australia now. It's it's great to still see them on the card for next year because they really are a solid fan favorite. Yeah, it is exciting. And we, we did a two-year deal with supercars. Um, you know, I think uh, they see the value in them. Um, you know, you look at someone buying a ticket to how many people you need to get in the gate from a stadium truck to make it value for money. It's about 10,000 people. Like, it's not a lot of people. And if, if we can't get 10,000 people in the gate at a major event, then we need to pack up and send them back. And I'm pretty sure we don't mm. do that. Yeah, well, hell, <laughs> Hidden, Not at all. Hidden Valley one year used you guys on the ticket and you weren't even on the bill. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, uh, yeah. problem that was. That was a bit of a communication breakdown and a mix-up between my old mate Robbie and what his expectations were. And I think after he'd done the – did uh, did the donut. <laughs> yeah, the skid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Famous donut. Action <laughs> for going to Darwin for 12 months and that didn't work in our favour. But, yeah. Yeah. Just, and favorite. Nah, it's all good. Everyone still loves it. Yeah, that's right. Um, how did you get involved into motorsport, like promoting the series and getting things? Um, so my background like this. radio. So I was in radio and then I was in TV. Um, a very good friend of mine, um, Mark Bear, who has been around motorsport a long time and works with Shannon's. Um, he uh, he was a client when I was at, in TV, um, and. I'd spent some time here in Adelaide working at 5AA. I was here at 5AA in Nova for about nine months. So I'd always been a fan of the event and I used to come forward and back. Um, and then Mark let me know that there was a job as commercial manager available at um, Clips of 500. And then a couple of the guys that I worked with at Nova rang me and said, Nath, you need to have a crack at this. It's yours to take. And yeah, it all happened from there. So 2012 was the first event I came to. As a, um, I started two weeks after the event. Um, so I came and looked at what it was all about. Um, and that's how I got into motorsport. And I've been in it ever since. I finished at um, Adelaide 500 in 2018. I had two, year, two and a half years as CEO um, and decided that maybe it was time to tackle something different. I didn't always agree with the way that governments did things. So it was <laughs> probably something that I just needed to walk away from it, um, which was hard because there was so many great people. Um, and I won't say it just because she's here with us, but, I mean, you, you get that, <laughs> at IDM and that whole thing. No, right. I used to make your life hell. I know it. <laughs> well, trust me, there was more people making hell. There was ministers. <laughs> um, 
that, um, yeah, it was that's where it all started. So I just continued on with it. Once I finished, I decided to go and work for myself um, and run stadium trucks. And I do a lot of work with uh, Brody Kostecki. So I manage Brody. Um, so I'm working with him to get him in a car next year. Um, I help Anton um, with his commercial stuff. So I do some stuff with him too in that, in that space. Um, Paul Morris and I do a load of stuff together and we'll continue to to grow that to probably run our own sporting and racing agency out of Norwell. Um, and we've got some really exciting things that we're working on with Motorsport Australia that will um, run out through through Norwell across the next 18 months. So that's how I got into that. I got to say, of all these names that you've mentioned are huge names and to me, I know who Nathan Kayser is, but it is bizarre as well that a lot of people in the motorsport world don't know you and your contribution to so many events and athletes and teams that they really love and now categories, of course. Like that's just, I, I'm so glad that we can give you a sort of opportunity to say, you know, <laughs> like let the world know what a, what a legend you are because I already know. <laughs> well, one name you mentioned got a question from me. Where are you looking at putting Brody next year then? <laughs> Gonna put in Brody next year. Look, <laughs> it's hard. It's so hard right at the minute because there's so many teams that are just trying to get through this year. Um, yeah, what that looks like, um, no one really knows. Like, there's, you know, I, I, I and I'm fortunate that um, I'm quite good mates with Scotty McLaughlin. I, I mean, I look at Scotty. Six months ago, we would have all said, "Oh, he's off." to Indy next year, we're going to lose yeah. it. But, and then there's probably a seat there, but I don't, you know, you don't know. That's probably completely changed because of what's happened with COVID. Um, yeah. Who knows where he's going to be. So, you know, Brody, mm. he's, look, I'm biased with Brody. Brody's got a driving resume that people don't actually understand how good it is. He's very underrated. He was a 14-year-old in America, in a USAC um, category where he was driving against 18, 19, 20-year-olds and beating them hands down. Um, mm. His way in America is incredible. So yeah. his opportunity will come. Um, I think it's uh, it's what that looks like in the next probably three months. We'll start to get a bit more of an idea. Yeah, he's truly proven himself already. I think for a lot of people here, he just seems to have come out of nowhere at the moment just like yeah well, one, I mean, another kisteki like oh he coming from the states yeah. and wow How he can drive really there? well <laughs> yeah. yeah look and the, also with brody he's he's very hands-on so his yeah. engineering mind is second to none like he he can he can build a car from scratch um like no one that even paul morris has said that he's seen do um so it's he's very unique he's a unique individual um, I think it'll be awesome for him and Anton to get in the car together at Bathurst. Um, yeah, that's be really cool. Straight and I like watching those two on Twitch during the E series. Yeah, that's yeah, right. that was hilarious. They were funny. You're like <laughs> cracking jokes, going flat out. You're like, come I'll on. Drive that so it'll be good. I think they'll do well. So what's what's next on the radar for you? Obviously, you got two successful categories under the belt. Are we talking a Netflix special at the Morris household? Another category you're looking yeah. to pick up maybe an E series team? What's 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 the plan? Uh, we'll probably just um I really want to get stadium trucks back running. I really want, you know, I want the world to be a better place again, but stadium trucks <laughs> really my passion. One problem at a time. 
Yeah. <laughs> more, uh, Race cars are a bit easier, so. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a focus to, to do that. Um, I think, you know, potentially, and there's been some stuff in the media about it that, um, you know, I think you can never say never that we won't have a Norwell Motorplex supercar team again. I, I think Paul would love to do that one one day, and I know. And if he did that, I'd be right behind him from a commercial point of view. I'd I'd work with him on that. So that's probably something that we'd like to, or I'd like to have a crack at one day. Um, but right now, the focus is stadium trucks. You know, Aussie tin tops is a filler. It's good fun. It works really well. But, you know, let's just get stadium trucks back where they love to be, and that's on a track jumping. I can't wait. And I'd love to see the dude back in the pits. <laughs> like, yeah. Back of the track. He's, he's, yeah. I enjoyed him so much commentating over the weekends in Townsville. Is he going to keep following around yeah, no, doing more commentating work? Package. So the package, they get me running it, and they get Paul um, commentating. He'll be commentating oh. with, uh, with the great, as we call him, Hot Dog Nolte. it's just good just having paul commentate like he just doesn't call bullshit he just like boom this he can and he can tell you he was calling passes that were going to happen from a mile back like i during the xl series when he was like oh yeah brody's going up against brock and he's just like you know he's going to do it they're mates but he's going to throw it up the inside and he wouldn't i'd be disappointed (laughs) if he didn't do it (laughs) that's a good thing about him because he he can understand it. And there was some people that got a bit, um, you know, offered him about what he said on TV, but he was really the racer. Like he's talking as someone that teaches these kids how to drive a car and how he's speaking the way they think. Yeah, that's absolutely. That's exactly what it does. He speaks the way they think. Um, and some of those kids like Brock, like Brody, like Anton, even his son Nash now, um, they are what they are because of the way Paul taught them. So to have him commentate mm. driving is is great. And I think this weekend we've got we've got fourteen Porsches um, running at Tail and Bend. Uh, there's three Super Threes. Um, there's a couple of Ferraris. Uh, Randall in a Bentley. That's pretty cool. Uh, the Bentley with um, with Thomas, which would be excellent. Um, That's gonna be fantastic. Others, so you know the thirty-three cars. Paul will have them down to a um, a T on what they're about and where they've been and what they've raced, and it's good for the punter to be able to hear that. Hundred percent. Are you ever going to step in the commentary box, mate? No. No. I I even struggle when uh, people say, "Nathan, we want you to do an interview for TV," and I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. There's no need." <laughs> it speaks for itself. Just watch. Well, you get to hear the sultry tones, like tones of your voice, without having to see you. So people will be sad and sad. So no, it's um. Ah, look, times are tough, but they're good for everyone, and we just got to keep pushing them. You've developed so much um, series that have had. Well, not you know, you're promoting all these series that got such great passing. With the onset of Gen 3 supercars coming out, what are your thoughts on trying to improve the main game? Like, I, do you have anything that you think that we should be heading in a direction that we're not? I mean, we like to throw a lot of crap around on this show, so, you know. Get someone who knows what they're talking about. Go on. Yeah. Fix it. <laughs> it's actually a conversation that um, I have with Robbie Gordon a lot. And, and Robbie is... Uh, 
one of Robbie's greatest assets is that he's um, he's a, an older version of Brody in the engineering mind that he really understands and thinks about how to make cars pass better and reckons that, you know, he just thinks we need to get rid of rear wings. Get rid of them. Like, we don't need the downforce. Just let the cars go and race. Um, yeah, that makes Todd sense. Todd Sydney the other year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, look, I think the whole Gen 3 car is something that the sport needs. Um, mm-hmm. I think, one, it's going to allow teams to run more um, financially um, and let them, you know, manage that better with the cost of cars. Um, and, I, and I think with time, it will give us better racing because – um, the designs that they're looking at and you, and you look at some of the stuff that's been published, it's it's going to be a much more even slicker car that allows both cars, three cars, four cars, whatever it is the manufacturers are on it, to race better. And I think that's what's exciting about it. Um, mm. yeah, but we all love supercars. We all get angry about it. We all say, oh, there's no passing. You know, <laughs> someone that I'm fortunate enough to do a lot of work with, Pete Adderton in Boost, you know, he, he throws out the hard charger award and, and, and people get upset with him about it. But that's just him because he's passionate because he wants to see passing. Why are you upset about that, that, though? That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, and it was the best thing that could have happened. And you look at how well Scott Pye did and how well Giz did. Like, that's what we want. We want people to pass cars. Um, yeah, definitely. I think that's got to be probably something that supercars, and I'm sure they are, is looking at how do we build a new car that allows us to pass better? What are we yeah. able to get that right? What's the design of it that needs to look like? And that's always been something that Robbie's always pushed with NASCAR. How do we make racing more exciting for the public? Because if we don't have the public, we don't have income and we don't have events to go to. Yeah. yeah. 100%. It's like the saying, the downforce, we just need to be so- not reduce it but just not be so efficient with it yeah <laughs> don't be so efficient with it like you know make them learn how to drive a car without it and yeah, like the old days where v8 supercars yeah. were just a high-powered brick yeah. <laughs> and that term that comes yeah. up a lot lately engineering wank it's like do we really need to focus on making these cars quicker and quicker or do we need like they're really quick why aren't we trying to race them instead of like oh mm. like when the control upright or the control shock come in and then everyone's like, well, anti-roll bar time. Like, why? It just defeats the purpose when you just move on to the next part. Mm. You know, you look at all of the races, the most exciting time of any race is the start and the first five corners. Yeah. 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 But after that right now, there's nothing. There's just cars, something yeah. like a procession and driving around the track and following each other, which is not what we want. We don't want that. And we don't want passing just in the pits. That's like no. there is also always a strategy element to it, but passing in the pits is boring if that's the only place it happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Couldn't agree more. The, the, the occasional genius strategy is always, oh, that's clever, that's impressive. But, yeah, let's pass them on the mm-hmm. track. That's what's actually exciting to watch. Like talking about strategy afterward can be interesting, but the actual passing on the track is what we need. And you, you look at it from uh, uh, from people in the grandstands or on the hills or standing at the fence, when they get most excited when there's two cars that actually touch and rub. And yeah. That, yeah. And I, I seriously think that's – the jumping in a stadium truck is great, but the passing and banging 
is what makes oh, it's it crazy when they start getting proper racy. When they start hitting each other and tapping each other and landing on each other, that's what gets exciting because there's actually serious racing. Hmm. I'm always surprised two of them don't land on top of each other. Oh, they like, how close they go over there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do. They have done. Sheldon Creed um, and Matt Brabham, um, Maddie landed on Sheldon, like literally half of the truck on the back of the truck that it was sitting like on its bum going along the ground. Had to, had to take off. Maddie put the brakes on to break free. So they were, <laughs> but it was a good spectacle. It looked good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was, was it Maddie Brabham who ended up nearly rolling it on the chicane at Gold Coast those couple of years back? Where he came down on the nose really hard, and you could actually yeah bang sideways, and then the high speed slow mo footage is absolutely incredible. I still watch it recently, and I'm like, how did how did that not roll? Like this is an incredible machine, aren't they? Well, I was the year was it last year where Paul Morris commentated a lap while racing at the Gold Coast (laughs) that went viral all over Reddit in the Formula One subreddit. Yeah. They were loving it. And that's <laughs> and that was one of the biggest things with and I give credit here to Nathan Prentagas who runs TV for supercars. You know, Nathan and I talked about what we could do to do things better and make it more interesting and more exciting, given the love that everyone had. And that was the next thing. Let's put two trucks, two mics, mic them up, let them talk to the commentators while they're racing. And it just yeah. fantastic. It really worked really well. And and there's there's probably no one better in a truck that can do it than Paul because he, yeah, you know, he's, he's the I, he's very understated. Paul, he's there's so many people that don't actually know the real Paul Morris, and I'm very fortunate that I get to spend so much time with him, and he's an incredible individual. But once he gets in that truck, he's just so much fun. Like he just <laughs> put a helmet on him, let him turn it on, and he loves it. Like it's great. So to, for him to commentate like he did on that day. It was just amazing. It was so good. Uh, it was it was it was awesome to watch. I've watched it many many times. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll probably wrap it up here. That way, allow you to go pick up. Yeah, no worries. Um, the important people that you got to pick up for got the um, this weekend. <laughs> um, thank you very much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Um, best of luck with everything with the super trucks for next year and um, the Aussie the Aussie tin tops um for at the bend and going into bathurst um let's hope you can pick them up for a couple of extra rounds next year and just keep the love of this combined category racing that just worked so well at townsville um it was great so yeah thank you very much no worries thanks guys and uh yeah thanks for having me and uh yeah we'll catch up again soon all right so catch you um Um, So, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Um, It's just a special episode. Um, We will um, be back on our normal programming, normal programming, our normal episode (laughs) in, um, I think, next week or this week. Where are we? After the bend. Yeah. We'll be back then. Catch you guys later. Bye. Bye.